Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. My name is Jen Rulon, and some of you may know me as Coach Jen. Well, today I have a very special guest, Tim Tarpley, athlete, friend, coach, and Tim and I connected a couple years ago, I think like we talked about it, I think we were friends on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And then we just started, we had a conversation. I was driving to Ironman Florida in 2021 to go coach Jeff Anderig. And we just had a really good connection and good bond. And we became Insta friends. And then I became your coach for a couple Ironmans. And, uh, Voila. So welcome, Tim. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. That's so formal. Special guest. <laughs> like, I feel so special, you know? Well, you are. I mean, like, I love our connection just because of as a coach to coach, right? Athlete to athlete, business owner to business owner. But we just we've connected on so many different levels, right? Just not not just like an athlete coach type of conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, can you tell everybody about who you are and what you're all about. Yeah. I'm, so I'm Tim Tarpley. I'm a Pisces. Um, <laughs> no, I, I live in. No wonder we get along. I'm a Scorpio. We're water babies. Yeah. And, um, I'm in Fort Worth where it's like super hot right now. And it's, I've been in the triathlon world for over 20 years. I would say 20 years for a long time. I'm like, crap, it's been 25, right? So I've been doing this for a very long time and, as an athlete and a coach. And then it was like, um, I, I kind of got away from that and because I realized, you know, if, if someone's not training how like they're supposed to, it's because it's their brain. It's not really their physical. They can't put their shoes on, right? It's because they don't want to. And so I went more in that mental side of it. And so I, I'm not a fan of the term life coach. So I just call myself a life enhancement specialist because that's kind of a big insurance oh, like blanket, that. right? Right. Yeah. And so I get people, they'll reach out to me all the time and they're like, I need your help. I'm like, great. Why? And they're like, I don't know. I think I might be depressed. I'm like, so I meet with them. I'm like, yeah, you're not depressed. You're just lost, you know? So it just takes me wherever I allow it to go. So I love it. There you go. I love it. So I was very moved by your story uh, in 2020. As we all know, we've we all dealt with uh, 2020 and issues with 2020, but can you share your, ex I don't know, do you say experience moment of 2020 that truly changed your life? Yeah, I just tell people my 2020 was probably different than yours, you know, but uh, it's funny. I was in Florida. I had a guy doing the double anvil to double Ironman race, right? Very unique race. We were there in March and it was like, everything started shutting down. We're like, what is happening? Disney World just shut down. Like, this is crazy. And then we drove back 
And it's like, okay, two days later, the whole world's shutting down. And I was like, I made the joke to a lot of people. I was like, you know, because people wanted to party and still be out. And I was like, you know what this is? This is thinning of the herd, right? Didn't know it'd be my own herd. But um, my parents both passed away holding hands in the hospital within about 45 minutes of each other from COVID. And they were, you know, 83. They were, they were older. And uh, it's funny, they were they were just both ready to go, you know, so it was like I was on every possible news channel, um, everything all over the world. Right. And it was um, they were making it out to be this great love story. And I'm like, hold on. Finally, the last couple of interviews, I'm like, hold on. It wasn't love that brought their beds together across the hospital because they were literally fighting minutes before I took them to the hospital. Right. Like it wasn't like I mean, they were together. But when you're that old, yeah, you're in love. But I mean, you have love. But, you know, anyway, and I was like, it wasn't love that brought their beds together, magnetically pull, whatever. That's not what happened. It was the workers in the hospital that took it upon themselves to make this happen. Right. So I thought about this the other day because it was June 18th that they passed. And I was like, three years ago, millions of people knew their names, knew their story. And here are three days later, and maybe a hundred people have even thought about them again, right? I was like, they didn't have a legacy. So it's like, they had a good life, but they didn't have that legacy that keeps going forever and ever and ever. You know, it's like, there's certain people, actors and celebrities that they do something great in the world that just lives forever. And that's kind of what we should be doing as humans is trying to find that one thing. And I think we're both kind of on that path just to make that difference, that one person. Now, it might be that somebody we coach or work with, their grandchildren talk about what an amazing coach, you know, who knows? But it was like 2021, it was like, all right, what am I doing with this whole triathlon thing? I'm barely getting through races and shit. And, right. And that's when I kind of like then started noticing you more. We had been friends on Facebook, but I started noticing you more and more and more right. around, usually half-dressed, but it was, you know, here we are. And here we are. And here and here you did two Ironmans with me. Yeah. Attempted, and, uh, attempted Iowa. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I had COVID 10 days before. That's right. Last year. Right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That was last year, right? Last June. Yeah. Yeah. Last June. Because I remember us talking about it and you're like, yeah, I have COVID. I'm like, well, you're not doing Ironman. You're like, well, I'm going to go up there. I'm like, oh, gosh. And, uh, you know, and as a coach... You guys are adults, right? I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm going to sit there and, and support you in any way I can. Do I agree with it? Not at all. But, you know, like you just, you need to go up there and do your thing, you know, and do what you could do, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. So I felt like I was fighting the cold. I didn't feel like I was sick, like I had, had it in 2020. I just felt like I was fighting the cold. And I just, my yeah. concern was I was about to leave, drive up to Iowa I don't want to get there and have a sinus infection because that's what it felt like. I was fighting a sinus infection. Oof. I contact the doctor, did the teledoc thing. They're like, well, it sounds like COVID. I'm like, no, I feel like I'm just fighting this. And they said, no, you need a test. Went on a test and it was positive. I'd already had it for five days. It was, I, was, I didn't feel bad. I just felt like I was off, you know. But this nurse practitioner said, well, just take prednisone just in case. I didn't have a good feeling about it. And I started it. Then when I realized it was COVID, I'm like, I think I should stop. And they go, no, go ahead and continue it. And that's what really made me overheat so badly during the race. I mean, it's like prednisone just will jack your body up. 
you know, you had that at a race. I did. Now that we were talking about it, Ironman Coeur d'Alene, I was dealing with some major Achilles issues and I went on the, the pack of prednisone. Yeah. And I remember crossing that finish line and just collapsing and buckling up and I had to get three IVs. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, like whenever you, you do that race and then like the roof, roof of your mouth is just raw. Like you can't really, it hurts to eat yes. applesauce, right? It just is so raw. That's severe dehydration. Like I should have probably gotten an IV, been to the hospital. There's no med tent, you know, like it was so bad. But I was drinking 100 ounces of water per hour and I still could not stop. Like I could not feel good. And like, yeah, this is the prednisone that I stopped taking two days before. I mean, I didn't have a good feeling about it. I should have trusted my own gut, you know, but what are you going to do? Live and learn. What you going to do? Live and learn. Exactly. Super expensive lesson. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, on the form that I have you guys fill out, I love what you said about that you think fitness is the foundation of happiness. I know not everybody wants to do a triathlon, a marathon, or half marathon. So what do you suggest to the followers to be that everyday healthy human and the fitness, like to that foundation of happiness? I didn't realize this till much later, and you can probably attest to this. It doesn't matter how many races you win or how many times you go to Kona. That will not help you when you're 90 years old wanting to go get your own mail. You know what I mean? Like those are just things we do along the way. Right. But if anything, we're we're hindering ourselves by pushing ourselves so much. So it's more if I can, you know, if I'm competing in, in any races or training or things like that, the only thing I'm doing healthy wise for other people is inspiring them, you know, showing them that if this crazy guy can do it, I, maybe I can, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's it. But I think people have to move. You know, like I've got this weight loss challenge going on right now. It doesn't ever stop. But people are like, oh, I've got this or this, this. Will I be able to do this? I'm like, there's no crazy workouts. You, I don't believe anybody can train or work out like I can because I think I'm superhuman. But I'm like, you got to just move every day or most of the week. You know, that's the key. Agreed. If you have an iPhone, they have that fitness um, app now that like you need to move your ring. And I'm like you know what, you could knock it down to 250 to 300 calories, a, you know, a day and make sure you move your ring every single day. Like make sure you, you complete that ring. Like that's just some type of movement. Like today I knew I had interviews and I didn't want to do strength because my body needed a rest. So I was like, I'm going to go for a walk on the beach. Go figure. Right. And I walk quickly. It's not a, like a little jaunt. But um, I don't run, but I do walk. But yeah, it's you're right. It's that movement that's so important. Anytime you can gamify it, it's going to be easier. You know, like that's right. where like my podcast is called Level Up because I'm like, there's something about video games where it, you're stuck at this level for a while. And then once you get past it, that's a satisfaction. You might, you know, go a couple more levels and then you're stuck again it's that pressure and then the release of the pressure that we love as humans. If you can gamify it, then it's it's better. Yeah. I mean, I have meditation has made me like so cautious of the little things. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say what I was going to say because it's gross. But anyway. Um, no, yeah, say the it. Pressure, say it. Well, it's like I had a conversation with these other people the other day and I'm like, there's something about when you go to the bathroom and your toilet looks like it's about to clog and you see it rising up. 
You're like, uh oh, what's about to happen? And then all of a sudden it goes, boom, and it goes down. You're like, whoo, the pressure of it coming up, and then it released. I was like, that's life. Like we like that pressure. That's life. You know? And oh then my the God, release of it. That's amazing. That's amazing. And sometimes, like, you have to just. And sometimes in life, you got to take that plunger, right? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you can't wait it sometimes. out. Sometimes that's so funny. Um, so the challenge for the nutrition challenge, like you said, it's an ongoing thing. What are you doing for them? What are you offering? I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious myself. So to be honest, with you. It, it's so I'm doing a four, so I'm doing a four week weight loss challenge, and it's if you lose ten percent of your body weight, it's three hundred dollars for thirty days. You lose half your body, or if you lose your ten percent of your body weight, whatever that is, then I will um, give you half your money back if you keep it off for six weeks, right? I'll give $150 back. Yeah. And so I had this client last year. She did not hit her 10%, but she kept doing the little things I was talking about. And in one year's time, she lost 78 pounds. The pictures, she doesn't look anything the same. And it's amazing, but you're like, she's kept doing these little things of like not drinking. And then I just tell people the types of food and when you eat them are key with a little bit of movement. Like don't become a runner. Don't because train for a marathon or train for a triathlon is not a weight loss program. No, it's Everybody not. rewards themselves with food. It's true. And it's true. Cause I remember days I'd go out and do six hour bike rides. Right. And then I'd be like, all right, five guys, here I go. Go get the double burger without the bun, chow down all the fries. Like, you know, like I needed the energy, right? I needed the food. Was it the right decision? Probably not at that time, but I needed food. I didn't give a crap on what I was eating, you know? And it's true. Like you just like training for an Ironman. It was not, I didn't lose weight doing that. Not at all. Yeah. Rich Roll's podcast. There was uh Tim O'Donnell was on there and his story is amazing. You know, in 2021, he had a heart attack. He had the Widowmaker. That's right. In the middle of a half Ironman. So he just slowed down, finished the race like 11th place while having a heart attack. And here's what's crazy is when you finish an endurance event and they do blood work, the enzymes from the stress you just put on your body are the exact same as a heart attack. So it's like, they were like, oh no, you just did that. They were, the doctors, the hospital was downplaying it. But he made the comment like, like sugar's really so bad. We all agree. And then what do we consume during all these races is sugar. He goes, the sugar we've done for years probably weakened my heart because of the inflammation on my heart, which is a muscle, you know? So it's like, and I'm like, wow, like that makes so much sense. But it's like I teach clients, you know, that if you take an eight ounce glass of orange juice and an eight ounce glass of Coke, the only difference is the caffeine in the Coke and the vitamins in the orange juice. Sugar content is the same. So true. And yep. we, we don't think of it that way. And the, and people think juice is healthy, you know, but you think yeah. you forget about that sugar content. Yeah. Well, if you've ever made your own orange juice, you squeeze a whole orange, you're getting maybe two ounces, maybe of, of fluid. And we're drinking that. So you just ate six oranges, basically. It's like you'd never do that. Right. But. Exactly. No, I've been following. Um, he's uh, He's the carnivore guy. There's a couple of them out there. His name is Paul. He's actually in Costa Rica right now. But he talks a lot about like the seed oils and, you know, eating meats and, and a lot of fruits that he eats. And it's just, it's interesting to learn about these things. And I, and now things are popping up about the seed oils and I'm starting to read about it. I'm like, 
man, I need to get people on there to talk about that because I know nothing. And it's more for me to learn than anything, right? Well, the like the information is all over. We have to choose just to go find it. But that's where people that are obese and well, it's like, do you, do you know where the term obese, obesity came from? No. Here's, here's where it came from. They were doing a study on fat. The rat's name was obese and that's how they made no. it into obesity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've done deep dives on this stuff, but it's like calorie counting has been so wrong for so long. And it's like, what? So I teach my clients like a little piece of celery is six calories. Once you cook it, it becomes 36 calories. And so basically all calories and calorie counting is a way of measuring energy, but it's 30% wrong across the board. And the only reason Weight Watchers and those things work is because you're eating the same kinds of food on a consistent basis and you're, you've, you've gamified it. You know what I mean? Like you've made it more of a points thing. Yeah. And when you add peanut butter or almond butter to the salary, that will add a whole bunch of more calories. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about mindset because you're Ironman Arizona. You had to dig deep mindset wise. And I want you to share with, you know, the people that don't do Ironmans, like how, how can the, the mindset of an athlete, how can that help people apply in their everyday life? The way I explain it, this is very, very different. And people might go, how'd you get here? But it's like, if you've ever owed a company or a, a somebody money, right? A bill collector money, and you don't address it, you don't answer the phone, right? The calls keep coming, emails keep coming. And it's like that storm that's sitting out there, you know it's going to come eventually and hit you. Whereas if you just picked up the phone and said, hey, I can't pay for a couple weeks or a month, right? You avoid it by not addressing it right away. And it's kind of like in a race, if you start worrying about what's going to happen later on or how many things can go wrong, you're just feeding into that storm that may or may not get there, but you're kind of creating the own, your own storm, you know? Right. And I think it's just, you, you really have to use your imagination for good things, not what can go wrong. And I think a lot of people was worried about, well, if I don't do this, then I'm going to get sick. Whereas if you go, man, if I do all these things, I'm going to be at the finish line. Like you can visualize the crap out of it. And that's the best way to do it. And that's all across every area of life. Yeah, I agree. I remember um, getting ready for my last Ironman, Ironman Florida 2019. And I remember crossing in front of my house, arms raised up, and I hear Mike Riley saying, Jen Rulon, you are an Ironman. And I remember telling myself, 10.46.27, 10.46.27. And I don't know why I came up with that number. It was just me trying to figure it out. And I talk about this on one of my podcasts. I think one of I think it was my fourth solo podcast. And I crossed the finish line at 10.46.47. Like, so I wasn't far off, but it was that manifestation. It was that mindset of just like, no, like this is what you're going to knock out. And it was the best time I ever had in an Ironman, you know? And I'm like, you know? Yeah. Can you talk briefly about your Ironman Arizona and the challenge that you had from the swim alone? I mean, I felt so good going into it. Like it was amazing. And it was one of those things that as I'm going into the water, like everything was dialed in so perfect. I was going into the water. I mean, it told us the water was 60 degrees, but the air was in the 40s. 
And I thought, I just remember from some Austin many years ago, they canceled the swim because of the fog. You know, thing, other races, Tahoe, when I did it, they it was fog in the water you couldn't see. And I was like, if the air's 40 and the water's 60, we're going to have some major fog or steam coming off the water. And there was none. And I was like, this is weird. And had they not said it was warmer than it was, you know, I would put Vaseline on my face or my hands. I had booties on. And as soon as my face hit that water, I was like, holy crap, this is not 60 degrees. Like if water was 50, not 60. And it was just like, yeah, it takes your breath away. But it was one of those things you just, I was just in that water too long because I could not get warm. And it was like, I remember thinking I was hitting somebody's leg in front of me with my hand when I was swimming. And I would look, there's no one there. And it was, I couldn't feel my fingers. And so it was like, they were numb from being in that cold. And it was just, I was in the water too long, but I had always said for a while that the swim was so mental that I just, I was getting bored and it was mental and I was thinking too much, you know? And then I remember telling one of the kayaks, like at that bridge that uh, I was like, cause waves are getting really rough. It was getting big swells and stuff. And, and I told one of the kayaks, I was like, I know what this means. And he goes, what? And I go, a lot of extractions right now. And there was a bunch of people being pulled out, but it's a boat's pulling people out, you know? And, you know, right after that race, first of the year, they changed the rules. And so that swim would have been canceled. So that swim is always going to be at risk of getting canceled because of the new rules. And so it threw me off, but it didn't, you know, like it threw me off. And I was like, well, I just got to let that go and just come on the next thing. But I could not get my bags open. Yeah. My fingers are so numb. You were in transition for what? 25 minutes, 30? Yeah, yeah. And I was not going to take off my wetsuit. I was going to wear it into the tent. And I heard some, someone yelled my name and they put me down, started taking off. I have no idea who it was. You know, I don't know who this pers- person was. Obviously, a friend of mine or somebody that knew me. I'm kind of a big deal in my head. But um, yeah, I was going to leave it on just try to get warm. But it was like, yeah, now they took it off and I was cold because the air was cold. Yeah, it just took a while to get warmed up. That, that was a shock. It's very confusing how they made me the last official. And I'm like, I told them, I was like, I don't think I am. Like, no, you are. And they're like winking at me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that bike was super, that road is so rough. I don't ever remember it being that rough. And it was like, the wind was was brutal. That can be, you know, but it was a good race. You know, it's like, even if I didn't make that cutoff, I would still chalk it up to a good race. And then it's like, as soon as I got to the car on the finish line, I felt myself starting to pass out. You know, it's like I had to lay down, but it, it was also as soon as, so go back, you know, my watch is going dead. And I was going to get my friend's watch just so I knew what time it was. And as soon as I put on her watch, my heart was 37. I was like, okay, the hypothermia is coming back because it was cooler. It's dark. I'm not moving. Yeah. I was like, I got to get moving. You know, I started to pass out in the parking lot. I laid down by the car and then I did it again at the hotel and then again in the shower. And I realized now that was a sugar crash because of having all that sugar all day long. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay. I mean, I've, I've just learned so much from it. Like, the bad days are so good for learning. The good days, they should be good for learning. But a lot of times we're celebrating too much to to stop and look back. But it was just a super good trip. It was a good day. Like, it's just, it was amazing. I love it. Well, thanks for sharing because I know uh, a lot of people don't really realize that. I mean, doing an Ironman in 10 hours and 46 minutes and 47 seconds is hard. Doing an Ironman in 17 hours is even harder. Like, there's no way. Like, I don't think I could do it. So kudos to you for making that happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, you know, 
not to to refresh you, you know, but I was like, we took off a couple of weeks and it was like, all right, let's ramp back up for I'm in Texas. I told everybody, I was like, it's going to be the year there's good weather. You know, it was like barely 80 degrees. It was windy, but you know, I, I totally messed up my nutrition a little bit because my head wasn't there for the race. Physically I was, but I still took 30 minutes off my swim. I took an hour off the race, hour and a half off the race overall. You know what I mean? It was just like still so much better and, and good, even though I still messed it up. And, you know, I remember thinking, um, cause you're like, we all know about the packs on the tollway and like the draft oh, gosh, and I'm yes. riding along and I'm thinking, where are all these packs? I could use a draft right now. It gets to the turnaround. There's 20 <laughs> people behind me. And I'm like, wait, why am I pulling this pack? Like, right, you know, all these people. Right. And it was also a good day. It's always good to finish before midnight, yeah. you know? 100%, 100%. Uh, Tim, where can people find you online? I mean, my website, timtarpley.com, and then Facebook, Tim Tarpley. I got my Facebook. I got my page. I've got an Instagram, Tarpley Tim. But yeah, it's just, I get texts from strangers from all over. I mean, it's, yeah, my phone is not private. So. Which is great. I love it. Can you, uh, so I got, I always have that one last question, right? Can you give our listeners um, how to start their own transformation and become their own butterfly? I think you have to be honest with yourself and you have to know where you are, be it rock bottom or close, and you have to know where you want to be. And I think that is the key. And then it's just a matter of filling in the blanks. Beautiful. So you nailed it. Well. Why am I getting emotional that? Um Aww. I just I just yeah, I'm like I just talked about my parents so problem. And now when I'm about to say this, I'm getting emotional. Um it was I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do training wise, and I asked you, I'm not sure what I need, and you said this, you said, if you could do it by yourself, why haven't you? And I was like, Oh shit. That's right. I can't do it by myself. So there you go. Oh, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help. Like, and that's what we're here for as coaches, as a triathlon coach, a marathon coach, Tim is coaching as well. Whether, what, what do you call yourself? Life enhancement specialist. Life enhancement specialist. I love, I think having help in community is crucial, whether that's coming from family, friends, um, coaches, team, whatever that might be. If y'all are loving the Everyday Healthy Human podcast, I would love for you to rate, subscribe, share. Just do whatever you can to get the word out because here in Costa Rica, what do I like to say? Pura Vida and ciao.